When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why we should remember that buying isn't doing, and we'll take a deep dive into listener suggestions about how to display favorite quotations and aphorisms. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, we will discuss today one of your favorite ways to display a quotation. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, I have to mention, I enjoy getting your quote of the day. Oh, yes. is one way I get my aphorisms. Yes, yes. My moment of happiness. We will talk about that more. Now, before we launch in a few updates... First of all, I realize that some listeners don't realize that at the very end of the episode, we have what we call a button, which is like a little outtake. And so if you get a kick out of something like that, be sure to listen to the end so you don't miss it. Yes. And then this came from Jill Gretchen. She said, I listened to episode 279 today, and you were discussing a listener's decision to virtually hike Camino de Santiago using the website www.walkingfor, that's number four, fun.com. I have virtually hiked the Colorado Trail, the Florida Keys Trail, Portugal Camino, and multiple others. Each day, I sync my Fitbit with it, and it takes me that distance along the trail. You can also manually enter your steps, and there are pictures that you see from that day's section of the trail. It's a lot of fun, easy to sign up, free, and a great way to see other parts of the country and world, especially when travel cannot take place. Yeah, that's helpful because many listeners were like, oh, where do you go to do that? So I don't know that that's where the original listener did it, but uh, walking for fun is an option. 
Um, and then we got this response from Catherine. She wrote, in episode 277, a listener suggested instead of power hour, an empower hour. While I've done a couple of power hours myself, I was incredibly moved by the idea of an empower hour. My husband and I live overseas due to the military, and it's easy to feel disconnected from what's happening back in the United States. I used this approach and hosted a Facebook event for our little community to encourage those included to set aside an hour of time to empower themselves to make changes given the current racial climate. I provided tons of free resources to get people started, but also hosted a live event where people joined the room and could talk freely and openly about the issues. It was a great success. We were able to have really great conversations about race and how it has affected us. We pledged monthly goals to do our part against discrimination. It was incredibly moving and encouraging. I hope to host another soon. So that's another way to use Empower Hour, which sounds terrific. Yes, I love that. And now for this week's Try This at Home. So the Try This at Home tip is to remember that buying isn't doing. It's very easy to fall into the trap of buying something and not remember that paying for supplies, for classes, for equipment isn't the same thing as using or doing those things. Yes, and you were reminded of this idea, um, Gretchen, from a listener. Courtney said, I just finished episode 268 where Elizabeth gives herself a demerit for buying new books when she already had a stack at home. I could so relate to this. My main hobbies are knitting and sewing. I have so much yarn and fabric at home that I can't wait to use up, yet I often find myself browsing my favorite online stores looking for more. <laughs> Then one day I had a flash of insight. I realized that my purchases often corresponded with times in my life where I was feeling particularly busy or overwhelmed. I suddenly realized that it wasn't that I wanted more fabric or yarn. What I really wanted was time to indulge these hobbies. In purchasing more supplies, I was really trying to buy myself the time to use them. I have now made it a habit that whenever I find myself browsing an online store, I immediately shut down my computer, <laughs> go to my craft room, and pick up a project to work on. Instead of spending time shopping for my hobbies, I spend the time actually doing them. It has made me so much happier. What a great insight. I mean, I think we can all relate to this. Yes. I mean, I think that is such a common phenomenon of buying something, but then not actually using it or doing it, whether that's like a really great puzzle yeah. or cooking equipment. A tennis racket. Yeah. Part of it, I think, is there's just the fun of buying, and that's a very quick fix, whereas mm -hmm. doing things takes longer. So it's the quick fix versus the long-term project. But as she points out, the quick fix is a much less of a happiness booster in the long run than is the actually doing of the project. Yeah, and I also think there's the fantasy self element yes. in this that, like, you want to be a person yes. who needs you know, a sous vide machine, whatever yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. And so you buy, it's like, if I buy it, it will come, you yes, know, yeah. rather than just doing the thing you want to do. Yeah, well, I wonder if it's, it's interesting because she also points out how for her, it's kind of a tell. Like, yes. okay, so in poker, there's a tell, which is where you do something that indicates to other people whether you have a bad hand or good hand. You're kind of doing it subconsciously, but they pick up on it. It's your tell. So from my tell, when I get anxious is I start rereading children's books that I've already mm. read. And the simpler they are, the more anxious I am. That's my tell. But I think it's interesting that she realized, well, this is her tell. Yeah. That 
it's a sign that she's overwhelmed. And so now she knows how to read that sign. Yeah, Sarah and I on Happier in Hollywood call that the canary in the coal mine, yes. the personal canary in a coal mine. It's like, oh, if I'm browsing for yarn, that means yes. I need to make time for myself. Right, Sarah's <laughs> tell is wanting to buy another dog, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not a tell you share. No, but also there is the element of we always feel like we're going to have time in yes. the future. Like Sarah is about to go to Minnesota where she has a lake house for several months. She's going to do uh, Violet's first semester there remotely learning. And um, she keeps saying, well, when I get to the lake, oh yeah, I'll spin more and yes. all these things. But it's like, will she really have more time when she gets to the lake? It's always the question. But she feels like she will. And I think that's when we buy things instead of doing them. It's because yeah. we feel that some point in the near future, we're going yeah. to have time and we want to be ready. Yes. Well, and I, this reminds me of a, a quotation that I love from Elias Canetti from The Human Province, where he says, one lives in the naive notion that later there will be more room than in the entire past. Mm -hmm. And I do that with like in the summer. I'm like, it'll be easier in the summer. It'll be easier after the holidays. It'll be easier when school starts again. It's like, uh, is that really true? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But what's interesting about this, I do think, is that it's not just that the buying uh, satisfies a craving. It's that yeah. it's showing you that yes. you need time. Yes. And then what I love, and this is what we should all do, is as soon as she sees that, she then makes the time. Or she yes. uses this empty, like the scrolling time, the mindless yes. time, to turn yes. it into something that feeds her soul. Yes. Um, and I, as I've mentioned, have this stack of books and I'm paralyzed right now because I have too many books. And so I shut down. But what I should do is just start reading one of them, any right. of them. Especially if you find yourself making like a list of books to buy. Yes. Like, instead of that, instead of fantasizing about, ooh, this book will be great. Yes. Yeah. I can't buy another book, Gretch. <laughs> You would be, if I showed you my to-be-read piles, I mean, Jamie's like, we really need it. He's like now, he's getting officially annoyed. There are like thousands <laughs> yeah. of books. But anyway. Yeah. Now, one thing, Gretch, I wonder if this issue is less of a problem right now when we're all spending so much more time at home, because mm. I think people have given themselves permission to spend time doing things that they usually wouldn't, mm. like doing a puzzle. Right. Oh, interesting. I feel like, there is more room for this kind of activity than usual. And I think yeah. people really like that. And I think as things hopefully change, they're uh -huh. going to want to keep that time. Yes. Yeah. So. so let us know if you do try this at home and how remembering that buying isn't doing works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 284. So go to happiercast.com slash 284 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a creative happiness hack that your kids will love. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Gretchen, I am always on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, and I found it at Quince. So well-priced, such good quality. I am in love with the 
slub crew neck tee. I have it in white. I'm getting it in black, possibly multiples. I love it so much. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the costs of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing, from hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting. His retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And, Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from Dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com happier. That's storyworth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack. Yes. Now, I am lifting this idea from Arena Ferguson. I did a virtual event with Arena Ferguson, which is how I got to know her a little bit. Uh, she has a new book that just came out called My Good Life, One Woman's Quest to Raise Her Special Needs Daughter. And she told me that what she's doing for this time for the two sets of grandparents is making a grandparents box, which is like a subscription box. You know how people sign up for these subscription boxes yes. that are like fun. So she's making a grandparents box, and in it she includes pieces of art made by her children, their school photo, and I thought this was really interesting, a book to read to each child on Zoom. So she knows what her children like. Yeah. She has a 20-year-old daughter and then uh, two, four, and six. So she picks a book, and then she sends it to the grandparent so that then they know what will interest the child, and they're going to read it to them aloud on Zoom. And then they decorate the boxes. They make it fun. It's a little project. I mean, I thought you could also include, like, maybe homemade treats. Like, you mm. could really make it into a fun, creative project that's fun for the kids to make and then fun, obviously, for the grandparents to get. Well, and I love that it's a way to use the kids' artwork because, you know, we have so much artwork. <laughs> yes. We all do. Yes. And yes. you don't want to throw it away, but it yes. also just stacks up. So this yes. is a great way to use the artwork. Right. And it's a way it, the the kids spend time on both ends, making the box and then yep. also being looked after by the grandparents while they yes. read to them. So it is such a great idea. And everybody loves getting something in the mail. So this way you're giving your parents a little surprise in the mail. Everybody loves getting something in the mail. Yeah. So thank you, Irena. I will put a link to her book in the show notes. And now it's time for a spotlight on a Black author. And this week, the author is Harriet Washington. Now, I have known Harriet for years. We are part of the same writers group for nonfiction writers. Uh, she is a medical ethicist, science writer, journalist, and the author of a book I highly recommend called Medical Apartheid, The Dark History of Medical Experimentation on Black Americans from Colonial Times to the Present. 
And this book won the National Book Critics Circle Award for nonfiction. It was a Penn Oakland Award winner, a BCALA nonfiction award winner, a Gustavus Myers Award. And it is absolutely gripping. It is so compelling and thought-provoking. It's a history of science, a history of medicine, history of racism. It is written for a lay audience, so you don't have to be versed in medicine or science in order to just to understand it and really be gripped by it. And Harriet Washington also has a book that just came out last year that I really want to get my hands on that's called A Terrible Thing to Waste, Environmental Racism and Its Assault on the American Mind. And it now has a new preface on risk factors for COVID-19. So that's been sort of updated to be very topical. So Spotlight is on Harriet Washington, and I will put a link to her book, Medical Apartheid, in the show notes. Great. Coming up, we have listener suggestions for how we can display our favorite aphorisms, quotations, mantras, etc. But first, this break. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. And now we're going to take a deep dive into how to display quotations and aphorisms. A few episodes ago, a listener asked for creative ideas for doing this. And Elizabeth, you and I both love this, like, posting up some of our favorite lines. Yeah. So we were really interested to see what people came up with. And they came up with so many interesting ideas. Yes, ones we've never thought of. Yeah. Elizabeth, another Elizabeth, says, my job requires me to have an impossibly long password for all of my work-related accounts that changes every six months. I found that merely adding a string of numbers onto the end of already existing passwords was difficult to remember and resulted in frequent, frustrating mistypes. 
I decided instead to pick a new aphorism to use every time a new lengthy password was required. I would truncate these slightly, but in a way such as to retain the meaning. Examples of these include perfect enemy of good for don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good or single step. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. I find these passwords easy to remember and they give me a happiness boost each and every time I type them out. That's terrific. And then April had another way to use passwords. She wrote, one way I keep motivational words front and center is to use them in my ever-changing passwords. For example, I moved into a new role last year as a manager and also had to somewhat rebuild my team. It was a tough year for us. I vowed that we would become the comeback office in 2020, and I've set my passwords using an iteration of the word comeback so that I have to type that word multiple times a day. It's a great reminder. And so far, despite all the challenges 2020 has thrown at us, we are hitting all our goals. We are the comeback office. Yay. Yay. Congratulations, April. Yes. Great idea. Anne says, I love the power of a good quote, but most word art is too cheesy for my taste or I grow tired of the quote too quickly to invest in it. One way I've gotten around that is by displaying quotes on a felt letterboard. I also like to swap it out with fun sayings for the holidays since I'm not big into decorations, i.e. have yourself a merry little Christmas. So that's fun. I get a big kick out of those boards. Yeah, I, I think do those too. Are fun. Now, Bronwyn has a good resource. She said, I found this website to be a treasure trove of tools for including aphorisms in my life. I have my letterboard and stand set up to give me daily motivation and inspiration. And the, the site is thetypesetco.com. This is not an ad. Uh, this <laughs> is just Bronwyn's recommendation, the Typeset Co. And we will uh, post a link to it in the show notes. Now, Ellen says, for many years, I've had a chalkboard wall in my kitchen. When my kids were in school, it was a color-coded calendar for each family member's activities. When I prepared the calendar each week, I'd include a quote at the top that related to something that was going on in our lives or in the world. Now that I am an empty nester, it is a quote. It's easy to wipe away and change whenever I want. All you need is a $15 can of chalkboard paint and some chalk. In one house, it covered the entire wall, and now it is just a frame section. Or you can buy a chalkboard to hang anywhere. It's a cheap and fun way to get creative in a spot that is seen every day. My son also had a chalkboard wall in his bedroom where he wrote motivational quotes. That's so fun. That is really fun. That is really fun. Um, and here's one from Wanda. And I have to say, my daughter Eleanor uses the same thing. Wanda writes, I have a web browser extension that I share with everyone. It's called Momentum. It's momentum-.com. It has a quote and pithy saying that usually helps just keep things simple and focused. My coworkers and I share the different quotes. They are different for each person. And it's also a beautiful scene of nature. And mm. so Eleanor is a big fan of this. So we will post a link to that in the show notes. Okay, Gretchen, Lori had this hack which could be adapted for quotations. She suggests a happiness hack for recipes. For people who are old school and like writing out recipes, use attractive postcards like ones purchased on a vacation. The cards can jog fond memories when pulled out for use. Well, this would also be good for wonderful quotations, Gretch. Yeah. And this reminds me that way back, a listener talked about how she would buy art postcards of her favorite artworks and put them in her car sun visor. And then she would pull one out if she was stuck in traffic to just sort of look at it for a few minutes. You could do the same thing and have art on one side and a great aphorism on the other side. That could be really fun. Yeah. Uh, kind of a double, double duty. 
Ruthie said, I turn my favorite quotations into bookmarks. Yes, the physical kind you slip in between the pages of a book. And since I often have more than one book going at a time, having a lot of them comes in handy. The program that I use for my bookmarks is Publisher. They have a pre-made bookmark template, so all I have to do is cut and paste the quote, and I add a nice book graphic, and voila! Quick and simple. And often I find that when I pull out a random bookmark, it speaks to me and I think, wow, that's just what I needed to see today. Such a good idea. I love that. I never have enough bookmarks. And now we have to come to our favorites, Elizabeth. I thought of you uh, when we got this from Brianna uh, in Omaha. We love Nebraska, you know, where we spent every summer. Mm -hmm. Brianna writes, in episode 123, you shared the Polish proverb, not my circus, not my monkeys. I was reminded of my favorite mug and how much Liz appreciates Mm -hmm. mugs. I thought I would share it. Inside the mug says, moment of truth. And outside it says, the moment you realize this is my circus and these are my monkeys. And so I thought of you, Elizabeth, because I know you love a, a mug with an aphorism. I do love it, Gretch. And it reminds me, um, speaking of mugs and aphorisms, um, a friend of ours who's a fellow TV writer made for another TV writer a mug that said bird by bird, which, of course, oh. is Anne Lamott's yes. very famous writing aphorism. Yes. And actually, when the office ended up dismantling, I got that mug. So oh. I have the bird by bird mug and I love it. And you you often make mugs and give mugs. So yes, that's, I yeah, do. that's a great way to keep your aphorism front and center to give it to somebody else. And I can't resist mentioning if you love great quotations, you can sign up for my Moment of Happiness newsletter, which is what I do with my favorite yes. quotations and aphorisms. I add them into the queue. And so I'll post a link there. It comes out every morning, five days a week. It's a favorite quotation about happiness or human nature. And I love, it's like my own chalkboard. (laughs) And now it's time for demerits and gold stars. Elizabeth, this is your week for a demerit. All right, Gretch, this is like a demerit that should be like a 12-year-old's demerit, not (laughs) not a grown woman. For some reason, when the whole shutdown started, I gave myself permission not to wear my retainer at night. Just for a few days. You know, I said, you know what? It's so stressful right now. I'm just not going to wear my retainer. I'm just giving myself that little treat. Well, how many months later I have not been wearing my retainer? Isn't that just crazy? So have you put it in? Does it still fit? I put it in periodically. Yes, it still fits. But here's part of the problem. Of course, now when I put it in, it's very painful because it grabs my teeth and like wants to move them. And so then I don't want to wear it because I know I'm going to put it in and try to go to sleep and it's going to be, it's going to be sore. Oh my gosh, you have to wear it because I did this. I didn't wear my retainer. I was like, it's too babyish. I'm a grown up. Why do I have to wear a retainer? My teeth moved and then my retainer didn't fit at all. And so then I couldn't wear it at all. So if it hurts, does it like push through it? Because uh, I'm here to say you will be much sorrier if, if, if it just doesn't fit at all. And that happened to me. Okay. What I was thinking I should do is like take some Advil PM or something before and then put yes. it in and then yes. um, just try to sleep through that discomfort because yes. it'll probably go back relatively quickly. Yes. Yes. But it's just the weirdest thing. Like why that? I think it's a form of obliger rebellion. I think it's a little form of obliger rebellion turned to the self. It's like with everything going on, you think I can wear my retainer? No way. Interesting. And I'm going to just like refuse to wear it. And it's just that little tweak of rebellion. Which, as always, only hurts myself, nobody else. But anyway, okay, well, that's my demerit. What is your gold star? Okay, I have a double gold star. 
First of all, Elizabeth, I want to give you a gold star because just like you like to give people mugs with aphorisms, you also like to give people (laughs) T-shirts that are very suitable. You've given me many T-shirts that I love. And in honor of my new book about the body and the senses, you gave me a T-shirt that says ketchup and has kind of a ketchup icon on it. It's bright red. I love it. It's perfect. And I, it got me very excited about the idea that ketchup is going to be sort of one of the icons of this book with brilliant title to come. Yeah, I'm glad. I didn't just pick it out of thin air. You have yeah. been discussing ketchup yes. a lot. Yes. I use ketchup as kind of like the catch-all to describe all of the excitement of the body and like why ketchup is amazing. So, Well, Gretch, we should mention that ketchup has all the, what is yes. it, all the taste things people like? It, well, of the five major senses, it has four. And the one that it doesn't have is bitterness, which is like the least popular taste. But it's salty, sweet, sour, and umami. And so it is like a superfood. And that's why everybody loves ketchup. <laughs> and then more generally, I would also like to give a gold star to the people who have answered the census. Mm, very important. If you want to do good, feel good. If you want to give yourself a boost by doing something. If you want to do something for your Empower Hour. This is so important to answer the census. I will put a link where you can go. We all appreciate it so much. And it's essential. So if you haven't done it, do it and earn your gold star. And if you've already done it, gold star. I've done yeah. it, Gretch. I'm proud of myself. There you go. Uh, we've done it too. I made Jamie do it. So, mm-hmm. but I take, you know, but I did, I did nudge him. The resources for this week, if you are looking for a free, easy, but personal gift idea, and we've been talking about sort of some gift ideas, consider the gift of a podcast. If you go to giftofpodcast.com, you can print out a certificate that you can customize and give to someone you love about recommending a podcast to them. There's nothing that makes you happier than getting a great podcast suggestion. And if you need more book recommendations, you can follow me on Goodreads, check the hashtag Gretchen Rubin Reads for my weekly photo of what I read that week, or you can read my monthly blog post where I share a short description or response to each book I read that month. Gretch, I need no more book recommendations right now, but if <laughs> yeah. I did, I would look at that. There you go. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Remember that buying isn't doing. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like the show, you know what I'm going to say. Please be sure to tell a friend. That's why you can use Gift to Podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you take a minute to rate and review us, we really, really appreciate it. It really helps our show. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So listen, how did you get the idea to send a ketchup shirt? I just love it. Well, you know, the internet knows us so well. Catch uh, a, a t-shirt popped up on my feed of like ads. Um, uh-huh. And so I started like just like combing through every single t-shirt that had anything to do with ketchup on it. <laughs> um, it must They must have heard us talking about ketchup and then I got oh. this ad. So oh. um, that was my favorite that I sent you. Well, I love the t-shirt, but I'm a little bit creeped out by that. <laughs> I know. It was weird. I'm like, oh, my God. The internet knows that I would buy a ketchup t-shirt, and I bought it. So they, it was right. That's what's scary. That's what's scary.
from the Onward Project.